Hi there, and welcome to this podcast, Breaking Barriers. I will be your host and narrator, Haley Wilson. We're going to take a look through the novel Lullabies for Little Criminals by Heather O'Neill. Here is the publisher's summary brought to you by Audible for Lullabies for Little Criminals by Heather O'Neill. At 13, baby facilitates between childhood comforts and adult temptation. Still young enough to drag her dolls around in a vinyl suitcase, yet old enough to know more than she should about urban cruelties. Motherless, she lives with her father, Jules, who takes better care of his heroin habit than he does of his daughter. Baby's gift is a genius for spinning stories and for cherishing the small crumbs of happiness that fall into her lap. But for her blossoming beauty has captured the attention of a charismatic and dangerous local pimp who runs an army of sad, slavishly devoted girls. A volatile situation even the normally oblivious jewels cannot ignore. And when an escaped disguise's betrayal threatens to crush baby's spirit, she will ultimately realize that the power of salvation rests in her hands alone. When we start to think about Baby, the young 13-year-old who is living on the streets of Montreal, in and out of foster homes, and who ultimately becomes a prostitute because she's under the disguise of what is not reality. We need to think about the main literary concept that is being shown in the context, which is feminist literary theory. What is feminist literary theory? Feminist literary theory is the critique of the traditional assumptions while reading a text. In addition to challenging assumptions, which were thought to be universal, Feminist literary criticism actively supports including women's knowledge in literature and valuing women's experiences. The basic methods of feminist literary criticism include identifying with female characters and reevaluating literature and the world in which literature is read. So if we take a look at identifying with female characters, it's by examining the way female characters are defined Critics challenge the male-centered outlook of authors. Feminist literary criticism suggests that women in literature have been historically presented as objects seen from a male perspective. If we dive into that, within the text of Lullabies for Little Criminals by Heather O'Neill, we can see that there is the socialism and culturalism aspect of feminist literary theory. Now, let's define what the feminist culturalism and feminist socialism is. So, we'll start with feminist socialism. Feminist socialism is a branch of feminist theory that focuses on women's life and argues that women can only be set free when we remove the economical and cultural barriers in which women are oppressed. So, it's meaning that Women are being oppressed by the male patriarchal system of our society and how it relates back to the text where Baby, the main character, is being oppressed by all the male influence that she receives in the novel. When we go over to feminist culturalism theory, 
That is defined as the difference between men and women and how each gender approaches the world and their views. So with all the influence and being oppressed by the socialism, baby is also being seen as a sex object. So she's experiencing sexism by the male gender. Male genders determine what the female gender is in today's society. So seen as that object to be used for whatever they may be used for. The main point in this podcast that I want to help you understand about the novel Lullabies for Little Criminals by Heather O'Neill was this. Female children of the foster care system are marginalized because the system is largely male-dominated. Baby, in the novel, spends copious amounts of times with male influence in her first group home with Isabel and with Mary, who has the two sons, and then when she ends up at that detention center and when she's running the streets. So the female children in care often face daily barriers because of the lack of role models and support from the female perspective. Any females she has come across in her pathways have lacked the role model aspect baby needs in order to help thrive in today's society. So in the novel, Lullabies for Little Criminals, Baby, the young preteen, is subjected to intense gender inequality. This means that the male counterparts she experiences in her pathways are doing far better than what Baby will be able to do. Baby from a young age is left to her own devices on the streets of Montreal where she is oppressed, manipulated, and has her gender crushed under the male influence. The foster care system failed to prepare Baby, especially on how to thrive in today's society. So taking all those aspects as a female and what we offer today's society and everybody, they did not help her realize her gifts and her talents but rather seclude her from everything else and it failed to recognize the basic needs of baby which is the love and the shelter and the trust and the security that a child needs especially a female child in today's society if we think back women have been oppressed for decades They've been depressed in the 50s as housewives to becoming to be able to vote, to be able to work, and to be able to drive cars and not having to be in the home. So those traditional aspects of what a woman typically had before, the barriers of changing that and gaining more opportunity is what we're looking at here for baby as a young female. Okay. So the nitty-gritty details about this novel, Lullabies for Little Criminals by Heather O'Neill. For female children in Canadian society, life is the furthest thing from being fair. These specific children are involved with the foster care system, even more closely young females, such as Baby the 13-year-old. The foster care system does not cater to the needs of women who grow up in the system. It does cater to men more. So this is where we're finding the patriarchal system and the oppression of women for socialism, feminist theory. 
There is systemic negligence when it comes to the feminist culturalism and socialism in the foster care system and is a major influence in the novel. Feminist culturalism and foster care system affects women by creating a sexist environment. In the novel, Baby, the main character is growing up in and out of foster care and on the streets of Montreal. She hasn't had the true role models needed in order to help her develop the emotional and mental capacities to tell right from wrong. This is where the sexism comes in. Baby, when she was 13, she meets Alphonse. Alphonse is a pimp who takes Baby in as a prostitute. Baby doesn't realize that she's becoming a prostitute because she's imbibing in all this male attention that she deems is positive. Baby takes this kind of attention as the kind she needs and has a fear of being alone. Because Baby, throughout the novel, has always felt that she's been rejected by everybody, like she's damaged goods, which really she's not. She just has an unfair life. The other type of feminist theory we can see is the feminist socialism. In the novel, we can see how prominent this theory is because it's based on the oppression of women in the patriarchal society. The men on the streets and in foster care homes clearly do better, so there's more males in care than females, but the males receive better attention than the females do because there's not many females in order for them to be serving. Then this brings us over to babies spending a lot of time with boys and men. Well, she's always just generally influenced by boys and men. She only has a few females in her life, and none of them are good role models whatsoever. Um, They definitely lack the trust and security that a young female in today's society absolutely needs. So this brings us over to her dad, Jules. He's a young man. He's addicted to drugs. He's had major health issues from using um, he's a repeat addict. He's needed medical care several times. He ends up going to rehab. Baby gets taken to stay in group homes and foster homes. Baby just honestly sees her dad and sees what's going on with them and thinks that's exactly how things should be. You know, she ends up trying drugs because her dad does drugs. She ends up stealing things because that's how she takes care of herself. And she's staying well below the poverty line. Somebody who's 13-year-old having to fend for themselves is below the poverty line. And it just fathoms me that nobody's taking care of this child. And it makes me wonder how many young female children in our country are experiencing this hardship. So... Baby is influenced by the females in her life, and it's not in a positive way. It's always negative. So she has a friend named Merica when she's like 12, and Merica's telling her about how she's had sex with an older man for $50, and that just excites Baby in a way of, you know, Merica got this attention, and she earned money, and that's exactly the attention that Baby keeps on thinking she needs. So this part of the novel would relate back to how women are viewed as sexual objects and not truly people. Throughout the novel, it's really just the women doing things for the male counterpart, not the males doing nice things for the women counterpart. 
So obviously we realize that women have been receiving this kind of oppression for decades. And this influenced Baby from her childhood all the way up to age 18 in the, in the novel that we're reading. At the end of the novel, Baby is sent to a foster care detention center. This is after Jules reports that Baby is running the streets and consequently gets Baby taken into custody. When Baby gets to the detention center, she sees how one side is built for the normal kids and the other side is built to house delinquents of the system. Baby starts believing she is a delinquent because her world is giving her all the signals that she is. If you're constantly being told that you are bad and you're no good and it's reinforcing these negative thoughts, you will suddenly start acting that certain way because that's all you are known to be as. What a creepy part in this novel is. I mean, this novel is quite graphic in a sense, but in this um, detention facility... There's this thing with the children that Baby brings up how the kids there nightly would give a strip show for the other kids. So every newcomer that came in, just like Baby, they would draw a name and that child would have to do a strip show for the other kids. So at night when dinner's done and you know what, they go into a room, there's 30 kids in there. And Baby tells us her experience of standing there in front of those 30 kids and taking piece of by piece of clothing off until they were completely nude in front of these 30 children. Now that brings up the issue, where are the social workers and the caretakers monitoring this? Why are children being subjected to this, just subjected to this, even though they should be properly being monitored but they're not a main point we could focus on is the fact that baby does not have a mother her mother is no longer around in baby's life so she really is depending on jules to be a mother and a father even though realistically baby said in the beginning of the novel she is kind of the parent to jules and jules is the kid So Baby has to realize early on in age that she needed to grow up and become an adult, which is unfortunate for a child because a child should remain the child until the proper aging and responsibilities come that flow in with becoming the ripe age of an adult. So the absence of a mother in Baby's life is one of the most significant factors on how her life turns out since she really needs that maternal influence um, to help guide her through the life but she lacked that because her mom was not around anymore Um, so the barriers and boundaries that baby should have had she did not so she was really morally influenced by these male counterparts The development of baby um, into a young adult um, really was poorly done because baby didn't have a mom. Um, And Jules attempts at being a parent and trying to parent her while he was almost schizophrenic um, and on drugs uh, 
it's like baby was playing in a game of hot and cold. Was Jules going to be angry today? Was he going to be happy? Was he going to be paranoid? Baby really had to think on her toys, toes when Jules was around because she had to look after herself. And then she also had to really look after Jules and then anybody that Jules really brought into the house. I would say, given the chance, if Baby were to have the positive role models and influences she needed, she would have developed into a proper young woman in today's society. She would have completed school. She would have seen school as a great opportunity. She would have developed better relationships with friends. She wouldn't be living such a tumultuous lifestyle like she currently is in. But you got to kind of think she is living in the storm and it's chaos constantly around her. You know, where is she going to go next? Where is she going to stay? When is she going to eat? When is she going to sleep? The basic things a child would need, she lacks. So she really has to pick and choose what she wants and what she can get her hands on. Baby's attitude towards the male and female characters in the text. So when Baby looks at females, she is wanting their attention, but doesn't know how to go by getting it um, the right way or asking for unique attention from the female counterpart. When Baby looks at the male counterpart, her attitude is that it's males are more constant in her life, so she's willing to be more dependent on a male if she needs to depend on them or wants their company around. I would say women exercise their power in this novel, Lullabies for Little Criminals by Heather O'Neill, is really with their body. Women in the text don't play mind games. It's the male counterpart that really uses the mind in order to manipulate the women in this story. Uh, women are seen as sex objects, clearly, and are used as devices for males, um, and whether it's prostituting, whether it's serving them, whether it's, you know, going to do um, errands for whoever. It's literally the body. It's just literally carrying the woman in order to go and do the job that the male needs them to do. So to wrap this up, female children of the foster care system are marginalized because the system is largely male-dominated. Female children in the care often face daily barriers because of the lack of role models and support from the female perspective. In the novel, Lullabies for Little Criminals by Heather O'Neill, which is what the podcast is about. Baby, the young preteen, is subjected to intense gender inequality. We can see that from every angle in the book that the males dominate the females in all perspectives. Baby, the main character, is left her own devices and is running the streets of Montreal in and out of foster homes and group homes. She is oppressed, manipulated, and has her gender crushed under the male influence. The foster care system has failed to prepare baby especially on how to thrive in today's society and what it means to be a woman.